Before we begin, just to let you guys know, our logo artwork was designed by Nicole Anarchy and music by Taylor Paisley French. Warning, this podcast does contain spoilers for the Verse series. Before we dive in, as I do have guests for this episode, for any young listeners out there, uh, this is just a warning to let you know that there will be some occasional swearing, so if that is something you do not want to hear, or if you're an adult and you don't want your children to hear, um, it may be best to skip this episode. Basically all we talk about is just summarising the whole series, so you don't necessarily need to listen to this one, and you can go into the next episode when it goes out. Um, I have put an explicit warning on this episode just so you are aware extra but I wanted to put this here too for just for extra awareness. But uh, with that aside uh, let's get into the episode and I hope you enjoy. Hello everyone and welcome to the Best Damn Camp, a Royal and Verse Read Along and Analysis podcast that sits out to read all the books by Rick Riordan in timeline order. I'm your host Fran and welcome to the show. So today I am not alone, I am joined by two fantabulous guests from their own Percy Jackson or Riordan Verse podcasts and um, yeah I'll just let them introduce yourself. So let us start with we're going to go alphabetical. Owen, introduce yourself and your podcast. Hi, I'm the one called Owen. This is my voice, so you know. Um, <laughs> I do a uh, uh, I do a Void and Verse Theory-based podcast where I try to work out how all the law works. I'm just going to close the door. <laughs> no worries. I'm going to do that. I'll let him redo it when he comes back. <laughs> oh, excuse me. No worries. That's a bit yeah. echoey. <laughs> That's all good. Do you want to? Do you want to redo it, or are you good? Yeah, yeah, I'll just do that. Okay. Uh, I do a Void Inverse Day podcast where I try to look at the law and understand how it all works. That's. I think that's why I say in my intro. <laughs> Something wrong with that. Like that. Amazing. And uh, what's it called? Just so people can find it if they are interested in that. Through the mist, of course. <laughs> That's the important part. <laughs> yeah. Someone just searched it. It's like Rialton Voice Law. I can't <laughs> find it. <laughs> Through the mist. It's a pun. The name's a pun. That's actually Rialton Verse Law podcast. What do we get? <laughs> oh, we got through the mist. Hey, that's number three. Look at that. That does actually work. Okay, amazing. That's <laughs> in the description. <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course, you've just heard the other voice of my other guest. So that is Robert. Robert, hello. Hello. How are you today? I am good. How are you? And who are you? Uh, I have had chalky milk and a ham sandwich, so I feel much better than I did half an hour ago. <laughs> Um, I'm Robert. I am one half of the podcasting duo from Into the Universe, which is a podcast that looks at all the books that aren't in the Camp Haplot Chronicles. Uh, so no Percy Jackson and the Olympians, no Heroes of Olympus, no Trials of Apollo. And I also run uh, the Damn Meme page, which is a meme page for the majority of the Percy Jackson podcasts. Yeah, the memes are incredible, by the way. Uh, it's on Instagram I, and Twitter, isn't it? Both, both. Yeah, them. Instagram yeah. and Twitter, to, and also TikTok. Even though that hasn't been active, uh, but I might. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be bringing it back soon because your TikTok has become active again, and I'm like, I'm inspired. <laughs> I, I, with, I have some hot takes. Yeah, with all the Percy Jackson hot takes, every so often, I feel the fear, but the fear is occasionally worth it when you get someone to be like, "Yes, I agree," and I'm like, "Yes, I have found my people," and then half the the majority is just not. But that's besides the point. It's this is fun. Gonna, this, this is going to date your podcast, this episode recording. But the most recent one, or not even the most recent, one of the most recent ones was your Nico one. And I'm yeah. surprised by how many people were actually nice in the comments. Yeah, I am kind of surprised by that too. I thought it was going to be a lot 
worse. It has occasionally gotten a little bit, but they ended up being quite respectful afterwards. So I'm like, thank God. The one that kind of got the most, and this was through Instagram. So I posted one of my TikToks there, which was about Persa Beth, which I'll probably bring up at some point in this in this episode as well, about the, the fact that Persa Beth and Percy Jackson and the Olympians, not the best development of a relationship. And someone told me to go die, basically. And I was like, okay, thanks. Appreciate that very much. Um, but that's just Percy Jackson fans, really. So I'm kind of... The fact that I couldn't tell if it was a joke or not kind of says a lot. <laughs> I think oh, when you saw that, you're just like, I think that's a joke. I don't know. They did crying emojis. It was it was up for debate. <laughs> yeah, it's up for debate. <laughs> I mean, prank, it was bro. yeah, <laughs> it was the laughing crying emoji. I was like, thank you. <laughs> the question mark. I don't know what this means. But um, yeah, so that's a don't send <laughs> messages to Percy Jackson podcasters, guys. Shouldn't be mentioned, but just in case, you know, please don't. <laughs> Robert sending a laughing emoji. Well played. Well played. Well played indeed. <laughs> but um, to move on from TikTok, really. Um, so today we are conti- well finishing basically the timeline journey for Percy Jackson and the Olympians with the final chapter, the finale for The Last Olympian. Chapter 23, we say goodbye, sort of. Um, (laughs) And um, alongside that, we're also going to do a sort of series review of Percy Jackson and the Olympians. So discussing all five books as well for, you know, the ships and gigs um <laughs> as always there are points to focus on for this uh episode so today we're going to be talking a little bit of characters finales and generally what we sort of thought of this book and this chapter and the series as a whole but to begin here is the synopsis by owen as the camp changes for the better we finalize our time with our heroes percy and grover will always be friends. Rachel and Annabeth are strangely connected and Percy and Annabeth have a beginning. But that prophecy, well, we'll see how that one goes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Admittedly, that prophecy. I remember when it, I think it happens in the previous chapter. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I forgot this happened. Like, immediately at this point, it's like, oh, yes, the next great prophecy. Oh, no. Mm. <laughs> oh, boy, I can't wait uh, for it to take place 70 years from now. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah 70 years from now when everyone else is gone and it's new blood mm. and demigods and struggles yay <laughs> but um it's a fiction regards, series it never works like that yeah imagine if it did though that would have been hilarious just like the fact that it did like it's basically like future earth um and percy and annabeth are like middle-aged demigods and well well no they'd be old well okay if, not if 70 years. years in the future if it's okay so like if it was like 40 years in the future for example yeah. then they'd be middle age oh yeah that that would work i don't know maths they are 16 <laughs> and this book i guess takes place in 2009 yes so in 50 years aka 2059 which is a completely real year sounds fake though doesn't it sounds fake it really does <laughs> 2021, we've been in it for five months and it still sounds fake. It really does. Actually, if it was set in 2021, actually, just like, so it's like, what, how old would Percy be at this point? So if in 2009 he was 16, he'd be like. He was born in 93, so he would be. Nearly 30. Nearly 30. Oh, God. Yeah. That'd be cool, though, to see like a. 28. Yeah, like 28, like late 20s, Percy. And but he Annabeth would turn 28 in August. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like late 20s, Percy and Annabeth interact with these new seven demigods of the prophecy. That would have been cool. Um, but obviously, we all know what happens next, but uh, <laughs> at the moment, let's pretend we don't. That would have been interesting. Yeah. But... um. Yeah, in regards to that, obviously chapter 23 is the final one. So uh, let's do the synopsis, synopsis, synopsis for We Say Goodbye, sort of, as told by Robert. For two weeks, Camp Papua changes. 
With new demigods arriving every day, we're in for a new world. As Grover and Percy reflect on the old and new, we do as well. Rachel heads off on a new venture, and Anna, Beth, and Percy are always the same, but different, bent. Let's just hope it lasts. And does it? Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Well, we'll get there in like three years. Yeah. Yeah, when it, it's all, yeah. Yeah. I can't, wait, I, I can't wait to be in my late 20s talking about a Percy Jackson. Yeah, I just realized, like, what was it that, um, I think it was like Diego figured out, like, when I would catch up with the whole Camp Half-Bod Chronicles, so I finished all the books, was in eight years' time, <laughs> I'll be finished. And I was like, wow, that hurts. <laughs> you're, you're, you're already done with like a year and a half, so. Oh yeah, so only seven years, I guess. Then, yeah, wow, could speed it up. I could do more chapters. Cut. <laughs> oh yeah, actually, for for Heroes of Olympus, I will be doing that's like more chapters in one place, so it could speed up. I probably have chopped off just like one year, so it still probably will be six. Yeah, because <laughs> you have oh, Heroes of Olympus, you got King Chronicles, you got Magnus Chase, and you got. Charles of Apollo. Yeah, and then also multiple mini stories within that. Yep. Um, and then probably then the TV show, maybe. <laughs> just, and the movies. And the, I've done one of the movies. I just need to do the other movie. But God, oh, that's no, a lot King, of content. The, the King Chronicles are going to be movies. They're not oh, going to yeah, be TV the, shows. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I thought you meant the Percy Jackson movies. And I was like, oh, wait, no. <laughs> they, they That shall not be mentioned. Yes, yeah. except for... I, um, fun <laughs> I, I i wanted to i don't know if i'm gonna do it but for for thanksgiving the mackler brothers you know like you know my brother and brother my brother my brother me those guys they review the second paul blart movie paul blart mall cop movie or the first one i think every thanksgiving and i'm like wouldn't it be funny if like all of us just gathered like once a year to review the movie <laughs> Yeah, and do it like on each every every single person's podcast individually or something like that. One year is done on so, like seaweed brain, the other year it's done on into the Ryan verse, and so yeah. on and so forth, and just do it every time. That'd be great. Mm. It'd be horrible, but it'd be great because we would rip the the hell out of it. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. I I remember that film, the first one coming out. It came out around my birthday, and I went to see it in the cinemas, and it was the first film I've ever walked out of disappointed. That's a really sad story. <laughs> like I was well hyped for it, and then he walked out and was like, "That wasn't. That's not the books. That does, that, that's just, that. What? I was more angry with the storyline being completely wrong than anything else. But yeah, yeah. So much sadness about it all. But uh, thank. Well, hopefully the TV show will do do better with that. I'm intrigued as to like how long that will last because I would love to see the stuff that happens in the last olympian in the tv show i feel like the last olympian has like the best battle scenes i feel like i feel like they're gonna attempt the full five yeah yeah i think they'll definitely doubt they're gonna go further than pojo though yeah pojo what pojo pojo where's the o i add letters to acronyms to make them sound cool when you say emily i say pgo as well so pojo because and the olympians no, because you're saying Pojo, P-O-J-O. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Pojo. I just say Pojo. <laughs> Percy of Jackson and the Olympians. It's a thing now. What if you know? It's what a if thing. Percy, I've, been, I've said it before. Does Percy have a middle name? I don't know. I don't he think does so, now. No. Oscar. Oscar. Percy Oscar Jask. Oh, God. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Percy Oliver Jackson. Maybe. Or um, hmm, I can't think of any other O's. Percy Owen Jackson. Oh yeah. Oh, I can't think of any other O's. We've got someone with their name with an O in it right here. Oh my god, I'm embarrassed. That was uh, I'm sorry, Owen. <laughs> I I do the same. Yeah, was. Uh, I do the same thing with PDFs. They're not PDFs, they're puffs. It doesn't oh, yeah. work if you if you read it, but it works. Puffs. 
Hoofs. Yeah. Hoofs. I can yeah. I kinda like the sound of it merely as well. <laughs> I'm here for it. But um I've completely forgot that we're talking about the book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Besides Puduffs, um, <laughs> um, there's a lot. Considering this chapter is what? What did you say it was probably like five pages? This last chapter. Something like that. Let's see. That's one, two, three. I go to three five five to seven. three six one and a half. Well, three three six and a half. Oh, I'm gonna mute myself real quick. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five. Five and a half. Well, maybe whole five if you add the text where the hem sub chapter title is. Yeah, so sort of five, six and a half. Yeah, it kind of works. But yeah. um, like a lot seems to happen whilst also a, not actually a lot nothing is happening. happening. Yeah, like it feels like lots of stuff is happening, but then you kind of think about it, you're like, oh, not. Not really. Because it's, it's just a massive. It's a massive tie-up chapter with like yeah. one hanging thread. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like I've seen this kind of thing in like teen dramas or something where like it's just a wrap up. Oh, this is what everyone's up to after the big bad thing happened, and then it just sort of leaves left like, oh, but there's room for a sequel. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> very much. Especially the teen drama sort of situation where like they've got the the two friends who are kind of like they're reflecting on everything they've gone on with each other which is what percy and grover are doing i i need the wrap-ups like i can't deal with books or shows that don't have a wrap-up it like grinds me i hear you honestly i do kind of feel like the previous chapter so that ends with like the percy and annabeth kiss underwater feels like a finale but then then we have this i'm like that's okay (laughs) this just feels you could you could you could cut this chapter out yeah. And the book would still be like, and the end. And yeah. End. Yeah. I think the only thing that this kind of chapter adds is like the mentioning of like the new cabins that they're including. Um, the fact that Rachel and Annabeth have become friends. I kind of, I hate that. I'm glad that they're friends, but I hate that it only happened because now Rachel can't be in romantic relationships with people. It's like, for God's sake. We may not like we're petty, but we ain't that petty. <laughs> like we're not suddenly going to be friends with someone when we know that they can't date our boyfriend. Well, in, not in my case because that's not a thing. But like, it just yeah. I'm I'm still I'm still ironically petty about this situation within the book. I may have like undone my point about us not being that petty as a gender, but <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's just some of the things it does like. The only thing that I kind of like, which is funny, is when Poseidon jokes about having other children because Poseidon's a dick in general. Yeah. So him making that joke, I was like, that feels very in character. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like something it's, that like, it's going to happen, but suddenly Percy's not an only child. And he's like, what? <laughs> yeah. And okay, slight spoilers, I guess, for the series. And it doesn't fucking happen. <laughs> like, no, it doesn't. Well, like, it could. We could. Timeline wise, it's only like two years. The kid would be two. We wouldn't know about them yet. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's something that grinds my gears. From this is the last book of the of the Camp Apple Chronicles that canonically takes place like a year after the last book. Because then we have the next book, which takes place like a few months after. We have takes place in winter. Takes place in winter. Takes place in summer. It's the same year, and then books two through five of the next series take place over the span of one summer. Yeah. Yeah. And then Trials of Apollo is like over a year as well, I think. Yeah, it's just about it, just just under a year. Or so. And same with Magnus Chase is happening in the same year as Trials of Apollo. King Chronicles happened in the same year as uh, Heroes of Olympus. Yeah. It was all happening at the same well, the first book and then the last two books are happening. Oh yeah, no, it's because it's all in the same year. So yeah, everything's happening at the same time. It's like calm down, please. But um yeah, there's kind of like a lot happens, but I you go, you go, you go, for, you go in the for future books, and all the timeline uh, pop culture references start to go out the window. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 my my favorite, my favorite, and the dumbest reference. This is not so much a spoiler for Trials of Apollo, but um, Apollo is referencing some of the activities at Cap Jupiter, and he's talking about Fort uh, Fortius Nidius. Yeah, 
and I'm like, oh, oh, no, stop. Yeah, that one got me. The only other one that I can think of that I thought, well, obviously here in Percy Jackson, we got Hilary Duff, yeah. which I appreciate because Hilary Duff is a queen, like even now, even though I guess yeah. most people won't know who she is, uh, which is oh, awful. People should know. Don't make me feel old. <laughs> but um, I think the one that kind of will half date other books is, well, maybe, BTS is obviously referenced in future books as well, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, but yeah. There are some things that definitely date these series. Um, the only thing about it, so they mentioned like obviously the making of the cabins in this chapter. And yeah. I'm just trying to think, like, I can't remember if all of the cabins are explored in the future books. No, you only go you only go into Hypnos. Yeah. Yeah. Cabin. And like and then, we referenced for like up uh, uh Hades Cabin. That's about it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, which which is also that I think that reference is also um a plot hole. Because Nico's Nico's supposed to have uh designed it, but he then complains about his design. Yeah. Yeah, oh my god, I completely forgot about that. That was yeah. There's a lot of things. I'm I'm very excited to talk about that when we when we get to it. But there are definitely things in in this. Like, okay, this is the one. Comp- well, I have lots of complaints, but the main complaint that I have for this chapter is that so we end with Annabeth and Percy in the previous chapter. Other than the yeah. like the last page and a half, we don't really get any Percy and Annabeth. We don't even get a mention of their budding relationship so he's been like that the last chapter is like two weeks later after that happened we're not really getting references to what's gone on like with that we don't really know anything about it i'm like we have been waiting five goddamn books for them to get their act together we have one scene the moment before and then it's the last page and a half where we get another moment of relationship-based intimacy with hand-holding and like, oh, they might just be going slow. Yeah, yeah. I kind of get. That, it. <laughs> oh, sorry. Carrie. Also, this chapter is uh, is also to wrap up everyone else. Yeah. Like you could end on the previous chapter, but then you were like, but "What about Grover? What about X? What about Y?" Yeah. I mean, Look, we can just. Oh no, no, Carrie! I I was just sort of going to repeat. <laughs> We, we could just sort of go through a lightning round of what everyone's doing. Grover is the new Lord of the Wild, and he has a bunch of satyrs going out looking for demigods. Um, Nico is designing a cabin that he's going to forget in a, in a few short books. <laughs> um, Pyron didn't die, unfortunately. Yeah. He should have. Yeah. He can't. Oh, yeah, I forgot he can't. He's immortal, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, Poseidon, he's if he's needed Poseidon <laughs> is like hey son uh, good job by the way you might have more siblings except not we're not going to reference them in the future books later <laughs> disappears on the breeze mm-hmm. um, then we've got Rachel boarding school Yep. and fear of um, having a, a, an oracle of Delphi moment during a maths test um, which I thought was quite funny, admittedly. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then Annabeth and Percy are going to be near each other for however long with this boarding school that she's going to in New York. And mm-hmm. then anxiety about this future prophecy. It's kind of basically what happens. That's, that's it. Done. Finito. <laughs> Um, I do like the last line, though, i got to say, in comparison to the end of the first book. This one. I don't. Um, what was what, it? The for once, and I didn't look, for once, I didn't look back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's greater me, that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm intrigued. Tell me. Why? I'm not, I'm not really sure why. I think it's because I've never understood the idea of not, like, you're saying, like, it, it sounds like he's, like, he's basically saying goodbye to the place. Yeah, the whole point of this book is like he does the he's at the tree, he's going, uh, sees the mum, they go away, whatever. 
And but it's like this is like the goodbye to Camp Half Blood, and it's not even like there's no like tap of Thalia's tree or anything. It's just goodbye, and he just runs off. No like ta-ta. And I'm just like, at least if you're not gonna, if you don't think you're gonna come back here, well, he thinks he does. Is but if he's like, it's it's basically he's going. I think we're done now. I can relax. But he doesn't like go. See ya. Salute you off. I just, I needed, yeah, it's just, it's just never, it's just always great to me that he just runs off and doesn't at least go acknowledge that he's leaving. Yeah, I can kind of see your point with that. Like, it does, like, the only thing about it is that it basically also, is meant, oh, sorry. Also, Here. it just doesn't feel, I, I've never, it just doesn't feel finished for me. I'm like, it's a bit too open-ended. <laughs> yeah. Which I guess, like, is sort of like Rick Riordan saying, like, every book is slightly open-ended in some regard. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, in this case, the only thing I can think of, like, why this wording is used specifically is meant is because of the fact that it's meant to basically be, like, a mirror image of the ending of the first book. Which, like, I like the symbolism of it, mm-hmm. but, like, I also kind of don't get it at the same time. Like, I think there's a better way to word it i'm trying to remember what it was worded in the first book hold on let me let me get my first book <laughs> oh shiz do i have my first book here no i don't i'm oh. upstairs oh, yeah. i have uh the only thing i really have is a graphic novel of the first king chronicles book Ooh, Ooh very nice yeah i don't have any of the graphic novels. boss boss looks so weird <laughs> I mean, the graphic novels for the Ken Chronicles were really weird. Ah. That's almost, by the way, he's built. Holy shit. Yes. He's a bus truck. truck What's a bus truck? Oh, it doesn't. I was so wrong. That's not what happens. The ending of the first book doesn't have anything about looking back. He's on the porch, isn't he? I'm trying to remember now. Um, so he is, so he's leaving, so he touches Talia's pine tree, um, then, oh no, Annabeth touches Talia's pine tree and then leaves. He goes, for the first time at camp, I felt truly alone. I looked out at Long Island Sound. I remember my father saying, the sea does not like to be restrained. I made my decision. I wondered if Poseidon were watching, would he approve my choice? I'll be back next summer. I'll survive until then. After all, I am your son. I asked Argus to take me down to cabin three so I could pack my bags for home. That's how it ends. I thought there was a connection. Why did I think there was a connection? See, I feel like, yeah, maybe some callbacks to, like, the first time you left. Yeah. And how, like, stressed you felt. Like, he was like, this is, war's coming. And he was like, the war's done. He did what Annabeth did, touched the tree. Thalia's out now. And he's like, I guess it's time to relax. And then he goes and runs off. That's fine. Yeah. I kind of, I, I would have liked that, especially considering that she does touch Talia's tree as she's leaving. Um, that would be really cool. I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe it's because the, the last, wait, hold on. <laughs> why, why did I think this? Why is this? Why? Why, why, why? I don't know. Oh, for God's sake. Why is I mean, he looks here? back at the sounds, Long Island sounds. Yeah. I guess maybe the look, like the first line of the first book is, look, I didn't want to be a half-blood. And then for once, I didn't look back. Maybe it's connected to that line of like, he didn't look back like he doesn't regret being a half I don't know. I don't know why I thought the lines were connected. I'm kind of disappointed now. <laughs> but... um. <laughs> Yeah, what, I don't know. <laughs> there's a funny thing I like to do with books. Sometimes I've never dealt with the Percy Jackson books where you read the first line and the last line and see if it makes a sentence. Uh, it does, but it's funny. So the end of the world started when a Pegasus landed on the hood of my car. Uh, for once, I didn't look back. <laughs> <laughs> it does kind of work. It's like he landed on the roof of my car. Yeah, I'm not going to look back at that. <laughs> I'm just going to leave. <laughs> this is a normal occurrence for me. I'm not going to look back. Sounds about right. Um, I guess considering we're kind of going into like all the other books, 
I guess kind of going to an overall series check because like there wasn't really anything much to talk about in, the, in these in that last chapter. So I guess kind of like the general questions I have for you both is, um, what was your favorite book of the five? Your favorite character? What you wish had been explored in the series, and what you didn't like about the series, um, and what you did like as well. I'm just kind of intrigued to to the answer to these questions and we can kind of go back and forth on one or the other unless you want to answer them all at once well this <laughs> one's my favorite book well, last olympian is your favorite my favorite book as you yeah. said least favorite it's like well that's no. a turn of events <laughs> no last olympian's my favorite yeah i just i think i it just all happens everything i think it's one of those where i'm like it's a bit like bit like Endgame in the sense of everything's come to a head. Yeah. Almost every seed planted before in all the other books is like, and here's where that bit comes here, and then that, that's from there, and then that's from there, and that's why he does this, and that's why he does this. Yeah. Mm. I hear you. There's a couple of ones that don't get called back on, but most of them do. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Robert? Um... It's a good end the list. Uh, my favorite book would probably be Titan's Curse. I just really like the King Chronicles. I really like uh, Bianca and Zoe really much, even though you know people tend to have problems with Bianca. I like Ugh. the whole. I like the cross country road trip. Mm. Yeah, I can agree with that. I'm gonna say the Last Olympian used to be my favorite. Mm-hmm as well as the titan's curse mm -hmm. but i think my favorite now is actually sea of monsters i think yeah. that's my favorite um that's a good book. yeah i don't know like it used to be my least favorite mainly because the fandom told me it should be my least favorite um but my least favorite is battle of labyrinths to kind of just cover that but i don't know the last olympian i yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, the Last Olympian, I think, is a really, really interesting book, but there are too many things that I'm not a fan of. Many, the love triangle is so, so prominent in this book, in, in my like opinion, and it just it colors my opinion of the book more so. But um, also the reason why I don't like Battle of the Labyrinth, but there's other things issues with that book, so that's why it's at the bottom. But um, I think I think like it's the same. Thing for like Sea of Monsters, I feel like it has so much more for the characters. Also, it's got Clarice. a lot of character growth in that one. Yeah, there's so much character growth in that one, and it was it also also all the things that we didn't want to put in the first book to overcomplicate get answered in the second book. Oh yeah, and I love it. I love it. I think that's kind of the thing that you mentioned. Like there is so much character growth in Sea of Monsters. I feel like we don't see that level of character growth, especially in Percy in like any of the other books to the level that we do in sea of monsters no yes he, he has like two different paths in that book yeah but uh it's interesting but talking about my ac accidental occasional disdain for percy's character let's get into something a bit more positive who would you say is your favorite character from these five books like overall I think I've always enjoyed Abermeth, which is an absolute cop-out of an answer, but sometimes <laughs> the cop-outs are, are true. <laughs> I think I've also liked Tyson. Annabeth and Tyson I'll put as one and two. I don't know which order, but Annabeth and Tyson definitely. Yeah. I think mainly for the smart side of things and how they're just like good at building things. Yeah. I definitely think that's <laughs> true about Tyson. Like Tyson is like everyone thinks he's just like he's sort of like the quote-unquote dumb sort of little brother character but he's really smart like he's incredibly intelligent he's he's emotionally unintelligent but he's uh what's the opposite of emotional um mentally intelligent he's mathematically intelligent or like in mechanically intelligent yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 sort of like in the practical side so practicality and practical yeah. intelligence yeah yeah no i hear you with that it just yeah that's an interesting thing about tyson 
he's also saved so many people's lives on so many occasions. Give Tyson him credit that Tyson is due. <laughs> <laughs> Give him an award, damn it. And he also loves a hug, so you know. Everyone's <laughs> his brother. He loves a hug. What's not to love about Tyson? Exactly. Boy. He is a good he is a good boy. He's he's a lovely. He's like the one character I would want to be friends with. <laughs> I think out of all of them, he's the only one I would want to be friends with. <laughs> For pretty much all the exact same reasons, Tyson's my favorite character. Yeah. What is it about him that like you like the most, would you say? I really like Owen was trying to say he's mecha- he's like mechanically and logically smart. I really like that in just passing sentences or paragraphs while he's having an, a conversation or while he's talking to somebody it'll say like he's building something and deconstructing it within seconds in his hands and i'm like that's that's cool that's really awesome i like that mm. no i can see that it's a uh, he's got such really interesting character traits i really enjoy his character he would be my favorite too if it weren't for clarice oh, because clarice. i love clarice i love her so much I do feel she was done dirty in the series, which is why I feel I need to love her more because mm. she deserved better on many, many occasions. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just really like her. I think there's so much interesting things to unpack about her character, like why she yeah. does the things that she does, how she goes about reacting to situations. Like she feels more kid-like in her actions but also i feel like she grows a lot more as a character even though she kind of falls back into the plot convenience elements here and there um yeah i just kind of enjoy her also she has the coolest weapons i'm sorry to the medusa shield and like percy's shield but like a sparky spear that's cool (laughs) and a flying chariot (laughs) It's especially cool because she uses it to. It's she, she like breaks it off, killing the the uh, what was it called the the kraken? Not the kraken. Uh, uh, Draken. Draken. There we go. Yeah, that's cool. And then she has the whole glowy red thing. I love it. I love it. I love it. Don't they give it a nickname? It's like Lamo or something like that. Yeah. Because of its actual name. Yeah. What? What did, was its actual name? I don't remember it. Um, it it was similar to. That's why they named it Lamer because it had that yeah. similar sounding name. What was it called? Um, oh, the Piercer. I think they called it. So it was the Ur that they changed it. Um, Mamer. Mamer. That was it. Got oh, replaced by a second spear, which was called Mamer, but everyone called it Lamer behind the back. Yeah. yeah. They were all so mean to her. <laughs> I mean, she deserved it in m- most cases, but also leave her alone. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and to kind of follow that, because obviously my, I, I write a lot about why Clarice deserved better. Is there anything that you think from like the five books and even from like this book as well, uh, or even the last chapter that you feel should have or wasn't explored enough in the series that you think needed to be um just like in general in terms of story or character because it ha- because they bring it up later just the hermes cabin just in general <laughs> okay I'm and because like half the point i also want to know there's certain other aspects about camp but they don't need to be explored i just want to know the answers um, but the whole thing with Hermes Cabin is overpacked, but it's also, it's where presumably all the minor deity gods live, uh, demigods reside. Mm. And then all the Hermes kids and all the unclaimed kids. So it's like the whole, the whole thing is most of the Hermes Cabin is slowly diminished over time. But every time Rick references the Hermes cabin, it's as if they're all Hermes kids. Oh yeah. And they're not. They never they they're not. <laughs> yeah. They kind of don't distinguish them. Yeah, it's so it's like this this isn't a ragtag group of just misfits plus Hermes kids. Mm. It's just Hermes kids. Which is supposed by the time you get to the last Olympian, 
it might be a closer ratio to that because of what else has been happening. Yeah. But definitely at the start, it's the ratio should be less, more ragtag, less Hermes. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I didn't really think about that. Because, um, yeah, when you think of Hermes cabin, you just kind of automatically assume that everyone in there is a Hermes kid. But obviously they're not because <laughs> that's the whole issue is that there is nowhere for any other demigod who is unclaimed to go except for the Hermes cabin. Even even the claimed minor demigods. Oh, yeah. If they, if they were, I'm assuming. So you've got Ethan. Ethan's the prime example for that. Yeah. Was he ever at camp? I suppose that's another question. Was Ethan ever he was, at He was camp? at camp. He was at camp because he mentions knowing about Percy beforehand or something. There's an offhanded comment uh, where yeah. they, either Percy recognises him like as a background character yeah. to his life um, or, <laughs> or, or Ethan goes, oh, I remember you from camp. You don't remember me because you were too wrapped up in your own world. Yeah, which also wow. kind of sounds about right to, uh, to Percy. But um, that's just me being mean. <laughs> Uh, uh, what about you Robert is there anything that you kind of think should have or you wish had been explored I wish um, mainly I know this can't be done in a book which I hope I hope it's done in the show those little in between moments between like main fights and main quest like the the scene where Annabeth and Percy are in the the animal transport card in the first book like I wish that was explored a little more or, you know, like when, when they're on the boat in Sea of Monsters, just Annabeth and Percy, there's there's a time between when Percy and Annabeth get on that boat, they leave Strozzi's Island, and they get to, uh, oh, God, what's the name of the giant? Um, or the Cyclops. Um, I don't actually remember his name. Um, Polyphemus. Polyphemus, yeah, there you go. Where the only thing that's mentioned is that, A, they're like, you know, drifting along and be the sirens. Those are the only two things that like really happen or that really talk about during mm. the, during that duration. I'm like, I wish there was more. Yeah, sort of like the there's, quiet moments, I guess. The quiet moments I want a little more emphasis on. Like, there's a whole bunch of quiet moments I think that could have been explored on in Titan's Curse. Titan's Curse is full of moments when they're traveling from point A to point B, where it's just sort of like we sat in silence or like we barely said anything. Like, 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 like the um, the train scene when they're on when they're all in the little cars, you know, going to somewhere. I forget where. <laughs> yeah, no, I kind of agree. I think there was like that happened a lot in this book as well. There was only one, in my opinion, sort of like quiet moment, and that's mm. the moment in the chapter just before this where Percy and Annabeth share their kiss and like confess, but also so they don't actually ever confess their feelings, which. I didn't realize they never actually said the words I like you or I have feelings for you. None of that is ever actually said. They just kiss. And I'm like, wait, hold on. I always thought they said something, <laughs> but nope. that's the only quiet moment they had was when he was having his birthday cupcake and they just kind of sat in silence and then he went to confess. But that's the only quiet moment basically in the entirety. Would you of count, would you count the hospital scene as well? Ooh. When they're on the bed and everyone vanishes maybe i guess so because everything's kind of calmed down a little bit so yeah okay no, I it's, it's in between major battles <laughs> yeah yeah that i guess that that would be a quiet scene, and it's actually. it's not really a story driven moment either it's more of a yeah. character driven moment I guess. yeah is that when he like shows her where his like yeah Achilles... yeah yeah okay yeah that would definitely be a I forgot that was a thing. Um, <laughs> Boy, I, I love how strong and powerful Percy is while having this one spot that ties him to his mortality. I hope that stays for the rest of the series. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Fun. Oh, my God. I, in terms of, like, kind of tying into the things that you guys both said, like, the thing that I definitely wish had been explored and like all my listeners will know about this because I don't shut up about it I wish it actually been explored the level of like parental abandonment and that feeling of abandonment that demigods felt from the gods like it's like especially considering this book like Percy basically does like a full 180 on 
like in this in this like four chapters separation he insults ethan's godly parent by saying why should we care about nemesis um and then he's saying to ethan's face you know your mum deserved to be respected and then two chapters later saying all the minor gods need to be respected i'm like mate you have gone from like one extreme of thinking no minor god deserves respect to suddenly believing all minor gods deserve respect like having that built up over the five books kind of needed to be done because at this point it just feels really sudden for like percy to be like oh no luke doesn't have any point in what he's saying it's more like a strategic move than a yeah that was definitely more a strategic move than anything but like even though luke sucks he did kind of have a point because he's a thanos villain He's a Thanos villain, basically, although not as good as Thanos. Um, no, you can sympathise with what he's saying and why he's doing it. He's just doing a, going about it in completely the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. He wants all demigods to be recognised and have a say, but um, he's killing them to have that happen, which, you know, logic. <laughs> yeah, so to do that, you, you join the guys that were even worse than the gods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's where he screwed up. But like, I feel like that should have been explored. Like, Percy's dad, like Poseidon sucks. So I don't get why Percy never questions. Like, even Calypso makes him think, why, like, oh, why do you support the gods? Is it just because they're your family? Like, surely there should be more of a reason than that. But he never has another reason other than the fact that Poseidon is his dad. That's basically his only reason. I'm like, that's not good. <laughs> There should probably be another one somewhere. Um, so I kind of wish that had been something because I feel like it would have helped us understand Luke's reasoning, which then helps us understand why Percy then asked for that gift from the gods. I don't know. I don't know if I'm making any sense. No, you are. You are. <laughs> I just saw Robert Yorn. I was like, oh no, that's. Oh, I've <laughs> No, no, I've I, lost I, my audience. No, you haven't. I just need, <laughs> I'm just needing a little tired. <laughs> no, I get it. You've done a lot today, so I totally hear you. Um, <laughs> as if I just realised I've ha- I got two negatives here afterwards. So I will ignore the what we didn't like, and we'll just talk about like what we did like about the series and everything about it. Just like as a whole, like what is sort of like your biggest takeaway from Percy Jackson and the Olympians that kind of makes you come back to this series. It's such a loaded question. <laughs> um, being 20-something years old and the world being sad. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's That makes a lot of sense. In, in all honesty, I just like... Especially since... I, I, finished, I read uh, The Trials of Apollo for the first time and finished it all like just as the last book came out. So to go from the beginning all the way to the end, it's just always a nice little trip. Mm. No, it I can feels Yeah, it does. I it does feel complete in that way. Just like everything about this series, like it has its flaws. And what book series doesn't? But like, there is something about the journey of like these kids going through these awful awful things and yet somehow kind of finding a way to be better for it that feels really like it hits home so hard in so many different ways heroes of olympus not so much but you know i'll get to that at some point but (laughs) in the future in the future future fran please do well (laughs) with this i've hyped it up a lot now um but yeah there's just something about especially this first series i think especially like the journeys that go through this like titan's curse for example that was when it got dark so quickly and so suddenly always goes dark in book three it really does (laughs) yeah and it it shocked me so much and i was like whoa okay i wasn't expecting to feel people can can die in these books (laughs) yeah people can die and i can feel over this like it's that whole Grinch moment it's like oh, I'm feeling <laughs> so it's, it's, um, that's, it was that I was like this is a kid series like 
like in my head I was like even though I knew like it was more than that in the sense when I was reading it when I got to that point and I was like devastated over Bianca and Zoe and yeah <laughs> I got confused because I was thinking about Z and I was like we know that's not right <laughs> nope, that's Red Pyramid yeah yeah <laughs> um and all these other characters that we lose and all the stuff that happens it just it you feel like you know these people and you feel like you're a part of it which I think says a lot about how Percy Jackson is like Percy Jackson draws you into the world so easily that it's just it's a really great experience every time like I read it I just ugh. I feel like I'm back at the very start of like the first time I read them even if I am critical <laughs> but that's because hey. I'm also a bitch <laughs> hey friend yeah before we start wrapping up can I tell you a joke oh god okay <laughs> it is from the acknowledgments page of uh, the last Olympian it's the last sentence where it says um and of course, my readers, no author could ask for more dedicated and enthusiastic group of fans. You all have a place at Camp Half-Blood. How is that a joke? That really gets me to the heart. <laughs> because the majority of this fan base is super toxic and should not be at Camp Half-Blood. Yeah, actually, no, you know, that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, considering most of the villains come from the camps, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, <laughs> why do I feel this is going to be used against me to get me cancelled? <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't been cancelled at this point, if I'm honest. All right, Fran, I'm going to cancel you. I'm going to make a meme. Uh, I'm going to cancel you. Oh my God, uh, please uh, do, actually. <laughs> Fran, you might have been cancelled. You just went, man, I'm not. Just ignore the fact that you were. Admittedly, that does sound about right as well. I probably have been, and I've just, I've just not fully been aware of it. You're just like, and deal with it. <laughs> and what's the point <laughs> you can't stop me you're bothered bro <laughs> well admittedly I said you can't stop me I did stop doing Percy Jackson YouTube stuff so they can because I am emotionally fragile but podcast wise you're still human yeah, I'm still human but at least on the podcast I have the ability to not see it <laughs> <laughs> oh that's the only that's the most biggest positive about doing a podcast with Percy Jackson. No one can do shit if they don't like what I say. Except maybe email me, but I can delete that so easily and just not pay attention. They have to really, really try hard to tell you. Yeah, I was gonna like. say they, they have to really try hard. And most of the time they don't. They're kind of like, if it's YouTube, it's so easy. Sending an email, like that's a lot of effort. <laughs> Oh, you've got to type God. an email, you've got to write it up. You've got to think of what we want to say. You've got to hit just... press a send button. Yeah, we've got to make sure that the email is correct. You know, what do we write in the subject line? One <laughs> stuff. I um... hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I like we're basically just giving like my followers the opportunity. It's like, hey, if you want to send hate, this is how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to send fun email. Write the subject line, I hate you, brackets JK, and uh, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, if I get anywhere like that, I'm definitely sending that to the Discord group and like, oh wait, this is what you've done. <laughs> um, that was the plan. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just realised actually, you're wearing your Camp Half-Blood t-shirt, aren't you? Yes, I am, because I'm in full, I- I'm in full damn mean paid attire. Yeah, yes. Pikachu hat on and everything. Mm-hmm. Which does work with the outfit as well. I know, right? I don't know why, but it does. It, it really it's, does. It does. Rick Riordan, if you're ever listening for any possible future books or maybe references or anything like that, um, have a character with a Detective Pikachu hat. Um, I will. I can't offer you anything because you're rich and I'm not. Um, but I will bake you a cake. <laughs> That's what I can <laughs> Send offer. Send you some banana bread. <laughs> yes because that that will keep as well so that's good for long distance <laughs> long distance post um yeah that's all i can offer but yeah do it for robert just say that, do, it have for that us. do it for yeah. all of us do it for all of us but especially for robert because that hat is dope um do, we just need to make that into a meme now of like the do it for her but have a picture of robert with his pikachu detective pikachu hat and then we're sorted um, and tag Rick. 
oh I forgot what I was meant to be doing I forget that I'm on a podcast at the moment which is kind of hilarious um this has all been off topic really except for a few (laughs) occasions where I remember what we're doing but hopefully anyone who is listening has enjoyed the chaos of this situation um (laughs) I guess to kind of finish up so we have some semblance of I, logic to what's you happening. You've got to tie it in some sort of bow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Question of the episode. That's the thing that I do. Okay. Uh, what what question should we do? Which of like these four that I've put down here would you say would be a good question to ask my audience? Uh, which number explored? three? Yeah, number three. Number three that had. Okay. Okay. Question of the episode. Everyone, email in your thoughts or answer it when it goes up on our social media. What do you wish had been explored in Percy Jackson and the Olympians? Be nice, be kind. I, I'm not, you know, against deleting comments if you're a dick. Um, reminds like me, the, the biggest actually... rule. <laughs> the biggest, biggest rule. rule. Don't be a dick. Yes. You've heard it here first, folks. That is the way to approach me. Don't be a dick. Um, or if, you know, <sighs> if you're, a, you know... I, I don't know where I was going with that. I was trying to make a lesbian joke. And then I was Dick's like, always mean. It doesn't matter what you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> that's the best way to finish this off. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> thank you to Robert and Owen for joining me for the finale of The Last Olympian. For everyone listening, be sure to join me next Wednesday as we continue the Ryan verse journey with Percy Jackson and the singer of Apollo. Um, now, Robert and Owen, can you let everyone know where they can go and follow and support you? Owen, pop off first with the alphabet. Um, so, as top of the show mentioned, Through the Mist is the podcast. Deci- working out and deciphering law is the game. Uh, just search for it wherever you like. Sometimes you have to write podcasts, sometimes you have to write William Verse, depends on what you're searching on. Doesn't always pop up first. It's a very generic name. But you can follow the Instagrams at through underscore mist. Um, and you can click links then, hopefully, take you to wherever you listen to podcasts. Hooray! <laughs> Robert? Uh, you can find Into the Ryodiverse wherever you listen to podcasts. If you would like to listen to another instance in, when, in which Fran, Owen, and I record, uh, we have an episode of that on my feed where they essentially bully me for my lack of British knowledge. We're not sorry. Thomas the Tank Engine is British. Thomas the Tank Engine is British, yes. Um, um, you can find Into the Riordanverse wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow Into the Riordanverse at Riordanverse Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to see my memes uh, about various Percy Jackson podcasts, you can follow me on the damn at the damn meme page on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, TikTok, I don't really do memes for the podcast. I just do Percy Jackson memes, but they're still good. <laughs> all right, awesome. So uh, everyone listening, all of that will be linked in the episode show notes. So be sure to go support Owen and Robert's podcast. Um, this is um, a threat, not a recommendation. Um, so uh, please support all the Percy Jackson and Ryan Verse podcasters if you can everyone has different texts different ideas and um, we all love and support each other so I'm doing this because support everyone except um, Half Report because they, they kept it a secret from us that they interviewed Rick Riordan yes. Half Report don't need any help yeah they don't need any help the Half Blood Report you guys we love Diego and Samuel but also you guys are children and you're doing better than us yeah. Help us. Help us Help by not you. helping them. <laughs> Diego, Samuel, I'm so, especially Diego. I think Diego listens, or maybe it's Samuel. Samuel listens, listens to Samuel. everyone. Oh, yeah. Samuel yeah. listens to everyone. So, Samuel, if you're listening, I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> I didn't you. mean it. Um, you are welcome to at me, and I will apologize. <laughs> but to finish up for my side, uh, to plug where I can, fi- you can find my podcast. I'm available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audio Boom, Stitcher, and Deezer under the Best Damn Camp. Uh, you can find the Best Damn Camp on various social media at Best Damn Camp Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to email me with your own thoughts or hate mail, 
You can email the best I hate you. Fuck it, shake it. <laughs> you can email the best damn camp at hotmail.com and I will read it out in a mailbag episode. I keep saying at the end of the show, but I never do it. So I will eventually do a mailbag episode. Uh, if you want to support me making this content, check me out on Patreon at a healthy dose of Fran. Want to know more about my upcoming writing? Drop me a follow at a dose of Fran on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, as well as for Percy Jackson Hot Takes on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, thank you guys for tuning in and for Robert and Owen for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure and chaos as always, which I love. (laughs) Um, Wait, Owen, did we swear? We were allowed to swear. Did we swear? I don't think you guys did. did. I swore. (laughs) I Did I? I think you did. Owen, Owen, we we, we were allowed to swear. Let's get a good one out before the podcast ends. Well, that comes as a good one. <laughs> you know, Anything you wouldn't say in front, of you, in front of your mother. That's all of them. <laughs> uh, just, just a good old jolly fuck. <laughs> fuck quad. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Are, 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 are you taking the piss? Is that a thing? <laughs> oh yeah, you taking the piss, mate. <laughs> I'm taking the piss, mate. You having a laugh? Piss <laughs> off, mate. <laughs> Bugger off. Bugger off, you old sod. Jog on. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this How is many how ways can you say, go away? <laughs> Bug um. off, fuck off, piss off. <laughs> Bug off is Tracy Beaker. If uh, I realise, Robert, you won't know that one anyway. No, um, I won't. <laughs> but um yes this is a fun way to end the podcast as always i've been fran your very hunter and i'll see each last week to you guys next time bye goodbye bye. <laughs>